Alright, hello, I'm Taylor, and in this podcast, I'm going to be discussing the impact diabetes has on type 1 and type 2 people. Approximately 30.3 million Americans have some form of this disease. That's about 9.4% of the U.S. population. Growing up with my brother having type 1 and my father having type 2 has made diabetes an everyday part of my life. To break it down, type 1 is when your immune system attacks and kills the pancreas, which creates and produces insulin, while type 2 is when your pancreas doesn't produce enough insulin for your body's needs, or your body doesn't use it correctly. I have my brother here with me to describe his experiences with type 1 diabetes. So Noah, what was it like being diagnosed, and how do you feel, and how do you deal with it on a day-to-day basis? Well, when I was first diagnosed, I think I was in, I was still in elementary school, uh, and it first started off with a short doctor's visit. Uh, eventually, uh, my mom got a call to go to the doctor's office, uh, and she picked me up from school, and they told me I had type 1 diabetes, and so I was hospitalized for about, uh, a week, um, on my day-to-day basis, I take uh, insulin for every meal, check my blood sugars uh, before every meal, um, and yeah, I just I have to try. I have to keep track of my blood sugars, change my uh, change my uh, basal rates, um, take insulin before meals, and it can be kind of a bother sometimes. So another question is, how does diabetes affect you, and does it limit the things you can do? Well, um, type 1 diabetes can be, it can certainly be very annoying because I have to, um, I have to essentially keep track of my blood sugar whenever I want to eat something. So if we ever go out on a vacation, I have to be prepared to bring enough supplies and I might even need to cut something short if I don't have insulin or if I don't have enough insulin on me to take me to eat meals and all that. Um, but I think, I think it's manageable though. It definitely has put a lot more responsibility on me. And then lastly, how did people treat you when they know that you have diabetes? Uh, I don't think I get treated much differently. Um, they, most, most of the time people find it, uh, a bit interesting, but, um, some, sometimes my teachers before, whenever someone told a party, they'd always have to take into consideration that I can't drink sugary stuff. So they'd have to make separate prep preparations to get, uh, non-sugary drinks and all that. All right. Thank you. All right, so now that we talked about type 1 diabetes, let's talk about type 2, which my dad has. My dad currently does not have diabetes because he made a decision to eat healthier and change his eating habits. So, Dad, what was it like when you first were diagnosed, and how did you deal with it on a day-to-day basis? So, when I was first diagnosed, I went in for uh, my annual blood my annual blood work checkup, and the um, the doctor took my blood work, and you know, it was more for cholesterol and other things for medications and stuff. But when I, um, how I learned was actually an email with a system they use, a medical system they use called MyChart. 
and it was just simply an email that said your blood sugars are too high and you have um, diabetes and to contact the doctor as soon as possible to you know to get further instruction all right and how did diabetes affect you and did it limit the things you could do um, it affected me because um, my doctor decided to put me on a prescription medication called metformin and then it also made my legs swell so I had edema pretty bad and then as far as that was kind of the physical and then the mental would be that it would cause me to um, you know lose my train of thought if my blood sugar levels were too high and it was easy for me to kind of lose track of what I was thinking and kind of have a foggy feeling as far as my my mind and then lastly how did people treat you when they knew that you had diabetes uh, most people you can't really tell if somebody has diabetes so unless they know you have it then they just assume that you can't have anything with sugar um, that you can't have cake you can't have pop and um, that's it's kind of true but not really because you can as long as you take the you know the insulin if you're insulin dependent or if you take the medication if you are on metformin like I was. However, um, you know, I decided like Taylor had mentioned to follow a low carb diet that was prescribed by my doctor and um, now I don't have to take the metformin any longer. So um, that's really helped and you know, people are proud that I've lost the weight and, and, and also got off the prescription. All right, thank you. Okay, now for mom. Now that we have the diabetes point of view, let's see what it was like for a mother finding out and dealing with the disease. So mom, how did you feel finding out your son had type 1 diabetes? Well, when I found out that Noah had type 1 diabetes, I was really scared because I didn't really know much about diabetes. I haven't really been around it. No one in my family really has it. So it, it was scary. I just didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't know the difference between type 1 or type 2. And then the fact that they were, you know, telling me that he needed to go into the hospital and be there for like three to four days was really scary for me. I just, I had no idea what was going on and what to do. So, um, yeah, at first it was super scary until I learned more. But when you're at the hospital, they train you and they actually don't release him from the hospital until the parents know about what it is and how to treat it and and they're they give you a lot of educational information and that's where i learned the differences between the type one and the type two and and what to do all right so how comfortable are you dealing with diabetes now compared to when you first found out i'm a lot more comfortable of course but i know that there's a lot of stuff that still you know is hard to understand and you know, I'm not 100% comfortable with everything, but I definitely know a lot more than I did when we first started out because you have to know insulin units, especially when you're, when you're type 1 and you're taking insulin, you know, to basically live because your pancreas isn't making insulin and you have to have insulin to live. And so you have to actually do the mathematical calculations and everybody's different, so you have to know what your body is and what amount of insulin they can take for how many carbs they're eating. So one type one person's, their ratios are completely different than another type one um, person's ratios for how much insulin units they take per carb. So say you're eating 10 carbs, you have to know 
First, you have to calculate how many carbs are in your food. So finding out how many carbs are in your food is difficult enough. <laughs> and then on top of that, you have to figure out your ratio. So if you're having 10 carbs and you take, or you're eating 10 carbs and you, your insulin units are two carbs, um, or two units per, um, in, or per carb, then you basically have to take five units. So it's, a, it's kind of a mathematical thing that you have to come up with. So that's kind of uh, difficult and you learn that and I've gotten better at it. But there's much more about diabetes that I would need to learn as well. And then lastly, how did diabetes affect the family functioning? I think it just made it hard on us for like Noah was saying vacations and stuff because we have to make sure like we went to... Um, uh, Disneyland. I mean, we all went to Disneyland, you know, and uh, when we went, the, it was the year, second year after Noah was diagnosed and luckily he was on a pump at that time, but we had to make sure that we had enough insulin for the whole time we were gone. We had enough um, supplies because at that time he was on a pump. So we had to make sure we had enough supplies. And then what happens if there's a pump failure, if the pump breaks, if it drops and falls on the floor and breaks, then what do we do? You know, we got to call and get a new pump. So a lot of those things, and then we got to make sure that the insulin's cold. And so that type of stuff, you know, is, is more difficult. And then, you know, if we go out to eat, he's got to make sure he's got his blood sugar monitor. And then there's doctor's appointments every three months. He has doctor's appointments to check on that. And if he's sick, it's, you know, different regimens. So it's changed our um, family and, uh, and how we function in that way. All right. Thank you. Uh, many people laugh at diabetes because they assume that it's only caused by bad eating habits, when in reality, there's much more than just that which causes it. Treating everyone equally is really important to make everyone feel human and that nothing is wrong with them. The problem with society is that we are quick to assume and label people for something that they don't quite know about. A lot of people think they know the definition of diabetes, however, they clearly don't. Diabetes doesn't define who a person is, and no one should be falsely perceived because of it. Thank you for listening to my podcast and seeing that they are people too.